Live in Minnesota Twins with Cami Raisler. And I'm your host, Cami Raisler. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a brand new podcast, and we are focusing on all things Minnesota Twins baseball. I was born in Minnesota, raised in North Dakota, still Twins territory, and now I live in Minnesota again. I work in Rochester, and I make it up to as many Minnesota Twins games as I possibly can. I'm a major Twins fan, and I look forward to chatting with you about all things Twins. I look forward to picking your brains. If you think you'd like to join my podcast and talk to me sometime on here, hit me up on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Cammie Raisler is my name. So let's talk about the Twins. The Twins coming off a two-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers, and they finish in walk-off fashion. Jose Miranda sent one into the seats to finish the series against the Brew Crew. The Minnesota Twins have a four-game series against the White Sox, and then it's the Midsummer Classic, the All-Star break. Byron Buxton and Luisa Rise, the only two twins on the team so far for the American League. The twins leading the American League Central. So a big walk-off finish to end the series with the Brew Crew after losing the first game. Quite a rainy night. It was game one. But game two, the game was tied up in the ninth inning. So let's take you there right now. Josh Hader on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Jorge Polanco, he walks. Max Kepler, he singles. Jose Miranda, up to the plate. He puts it in the second deck. Walk-off home run for the Twins. Great way to finish the series. In front of a sold-out crowd. The first sellout of the season. More than 38,000 fans at Target Field on Wednesday. Really exciting. I was not at the game. I was watching on YouTube TV and they kept saying, oh, there's a lot of people here. You know, those Minnesota Twins fans, they really show up. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, I mean, they kind of show up. But on a day game, I, I don't know. So a lot of Wisconsinites, I think, made their way to the field to watch their favorite team take on the Minnesota Twins. But hey, there was probably a lot of Twins fans there as well. Not hating on the Twins fans. I just think they don't have the most diehard fan base so it was exciting to have that many fans at target field for a walk-off home run for jose miranda he was excited the twins were excited and really just a good finish for the twins as they do look to the all-star break a lot of big things happening for the minnesota twins of course byron buxton and louisa rise making it to the all-star game you know after this Brewer series, Byron Buxton is only batting 208. I know when they picked him to be a reserve in the All-Star game, he was batting 215. But four strikeouts in that second game against the Brew Crew. His OPS, though, still at 817. The only guy beating him in OPS would be Luis Arise at 869. Of course, Luis Arise hovering that 350. After the pinch hit in the Brewer series, he walked and struck out. So he had two at bats, batting 346 to end the Brewer series, going into the White Sox series at home at Target Field for that one. So, yeah, Buxton with four strikeouts, five left on base against the Brewers, 208 his batting average. So, some room for improvement at the plate for Buxton. Of course, the power is still there, but man. It's turning into strikeout or home run. You know, I can't really say that. I mean, the guy hits doubles. He hits triples here and there. But a lot of striking out. And that batting average is not where it needs to be. 
So there's only room for improvement, though, from Buxton. I really do think that. I mean, he has 23 home runs on the season, and we're not even to the all-star break. So he'll be just fine. I also want to highlight the lineup against the Brewers. Of course, it was a day game. I cannot keep my hours straight. I think it started at 110, or did it start at 12? I don't remember. Either way, it was an early game. Really a lot going on here with the Minnesota Twins. I want to run through the lineup for the second game of the Milwaukee series. Buxton was at DH. Correa batting second at shortstop. Polanco at second base, batting third. Kyle Garlick in right field, batting cleanup. Kepler eventually came in to right field as a pinch hitter. Miranda at first base, eventually moved to third when Urshela was taken out of the game for a rise to pinch hit. So a rise, you know, the big tall first baseman that he is, he went first and Miranda went over to third, but Hey man, it propelled him to hit a walk-off homer. So I guess it worked out. Jeffers was catching Kirilov, Celestino in center field. And then Gordon came in to pinch it and then eventually took over in center field. So an odd lineup today. And I mean, it worked out. Um, thankfully no big names were on the bench besides a rise. I mean, yes, he's a big name, but Buxton and Correa, we've had some instances this year where Buxton and Correa have the same off day and it's just, uh, idiotic for lack of a better term. I'm sorry. It's just, it's silly, um, to have them both off on the same day, especially when you're, I mean, I would normally be okay. Cause it was a Wednesday when it happens on a Friday and Saturday, I get a little, a little peeved because I'm all about getting fans in the seats. So I do want to talk about what we got going on for the Minnesota twins. Okay. So who's leading what? So Byron Buxton is leading the home run count. He has 23 home runs or Hey Polanco, 13 home runs, Carlos Correa, 10, Gary Sanchez, 10, Max Kepler, nine, Gio Urshela, eight home runs, Jeffers, Miranda, both have seven home runs. Kyle Garlic has six Larnick, five home runs. He's out. Arise. Nick Gordon, both have four. Kirilov, three home runs. Lewis, out. Miguel, out. Lewis hit two home runs. One being a granny. And Miguel Sano, one home run. So, Buxton's batting 208. But again, he has 23 home runs on the season before the All-Star break. And I think I just saw a list where that's like sixth in Twins history. Of course, Harmon Killebrew leading the charge there. I want to say Morneau was also on that list and uh, Buxton and Herbeck. So pretty good, pretty, pretty good company there for Buxton. He's sitting with 43 RBI for a guy that was batting leadoff for a while. That's pretty good. He sits second on the team going into this final series of the first half of the season ahead of Jorge Polanco. Jorge has 45 RBI on the season. Kepler with 37. Gary Sanchez, 36. Urshela, 35. Where is Arise on the list? 29 RBI for Luis Arise. But again, Luis Arise batting around 350, 347 with no one else batting higher than 300. Carlos Correa batting 279. So Luis Arise sticking out like a sore thumb on this lineup. He's really the power player for the Minnesota twins, the guy you look to the guy you want up at the plate when, you know, when the game's on the line. So he's had a great season so far and it's just so bizarre. Where are they going to find a spot for Luis rise? 
Polanco's not going anywhere. Correa's not going anywhere. Third base, okay. Uh, Trader Shella, I don't know. He's not your first baseman. I I have no idea. I guess they've done what they can with with Luis Arise there at first base. Um, batting DH, I just I don't know. You're gonna have Miguel Snow coming back. You have Gary Sanchez on the bench half the time. You know, honestly, even Jeffers on the bench. Jeffers is a good DH too. The Twins really don't have a hole. They do have a hole in their bullpen. Um, and then they're starting, starting pitching. So I know Maeda is rehabbing. He's throwing every day. He reached 85 miles per hour in the bullpen as of late. So he'll be, he'll be promising hopefully for the second half of the season. And I know everyone rags on Miguel Sano, but this guy, this guy has not lived up to his potential and maybe now's his time. Maybe now he's gonna, he's done all right in the minors. Yeah, facing minor league pitching, but hey, he's hitting the ball. And that's that's a positive in of itself. So what are the Twins going to do? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, but do you trade Urshela? I mean, the guy's been phenomenal at third base for the Twins. But, you know, you have Jose Miranda, who just had a walk-off home run, who's batting 340 in his last 14 games. I mean, the guy's on fire. We saw him last year in a Saints uniform in double A and triple A. He was on fire. And I don't see him really slowing down. He was kind of slumping when he first came up, but they needed him. You know, the twins had injuries. And now he's really lighting it up. And he's your first baseman or your third baseman. So where where does Urshela go? He goes to another team and you get some pitching. I think that's really the only option. Or Celestino. Trade Celestino. I mean, the guy's been on fire this year. He's been a fantastic utility player. And he's been good at the plate. So another option would be dishing him. And that would be a blessing for the Twins. I mean, if you can get something for Celestino. Because he's been really good this year. He's He's great to have on the team. I like him. But... There's really no place for him. I mean, if something were to potentially happen to Byron Buxton, where he has to, you know, go on the IL for a little bit. Yeah, Celestino's a great backup, but you can put Gordon out there. I don't really want to put a rise in the outfield, but they might have to do it. So I want to talk about OPS. For those of you who don't know what OPS is, which I'm sure if you're listening to a podcast about baseball, you do know what it is. So it's your on-base percentage plus your slugging percentage. So it is a bit of a flawed system, in my opinion. Um, I value your on-base percentage much more than I do your slugging percentage. Yeah, chicks dig the long ball, but I I, I dig people getting on base. Um, and... That's why Byron Buxton is an all-star. His OPS is, you know, 832 because the guy's hit 23 home runs and has a slugging percentage higher than 500. 541 is his slugging percentage, whereas Luis Rice, his slugging percentage is 450. And his on-base percentage is 419. He almost gets on half the time that he is at the plate. Byron Buxton... 291 is on base percentage. Actually, if you're looking at your 
you know, 11 top players. Buxton's on base percentage is about the worst. Gary Sanchez and Ryan Jeffers, a little bit lower than Buxton, but uh, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, Buxton needs to do a little bit better at the plate, but we're seeing home run or strikeout. Um, I, I feel weird even saying that with him, but it, he's already struck out 81 times this season. That's bad. 81 times? That's bad, man. <laughs> I hate when guys strike out more than 100 times in a season. I did not – I mean, I knew he struck out a bunch. I guess now that I look at 81, what, is he going to strike out 160 times? Yeesh. Played in 68 games, and he struck out 81 times. Buxton. Come on. And, you know, the biggest problem with Buxton, really the Twins in general, does anyone ever want to steal a base? Like, Luis Rise, I like him batting leadoff, but the guy's not fast. So I'll give him a break. But Buxton, you have two stolen bases on the season. Jorge Polanco has more. However, Jorge was not stealing twice. But Jorge Polanco has three stolen bases on the air. Anyway, I just, you know, I like small ball. I like bunting. I like when guys, you know, bunt on their own. Coach isn't going to tell you to bunt. Lay it down. Uh, we know that that would have been the answer to some of our extra inning woes in 2021. But I digress. Minnesota Twins having a good season so far. Again, this is Believe in Twins podcast. It's brand new. My name is Cami Raisler. I'm excited that you're joining me. Normally, it won't just be me talking, but this is my first my first episode. So we are going to move into things slowly. I'll get some guests on the show. I'll chat with some people, some experts, some former players, etc. We'll be talking about all things Minnesota Twins baseball. As the Twins head into the All-Star break, they're sitting eight games above 500. That is wrong. They're sitting seven games above 500 as they head into their final series of the first half of the season. First place in the AL Central, sitting above the Guardians and the White Sox. I believe on this day that I am talking to you, they're four games up. But that could change in the near future. Of course, they're taking on the White Sox, so they will need to pick up a few games against is Chicago's team of the South side. So let's look ahead at the twins schedule as we finish out the month of July. Of course, they're taking on the White Sox, an American League Central rival in the Chicago White Sox four-game series. Then we have the most magnificent event in all of baseball, which is the Home Run Derby. That's on the 18th. We have the All-Star Game. Then we have three days off. And then the Twins go to Detroit for a two-game series. Very strange coming off the All-Star break. Two-game series against Detroit at Detroit. Two-game series in Milwaukee because they had this weird split with Milwaukee where they had two games at Target Field. Then they're heading to American Family Field. Yes, in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. That's Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday. And then they head to San Diego to take on the Padres for three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that wraps up your month of July. So a lot going on, a lot of games on the road, not a lot of opportunities to get to target field. 
but there are a lot of opportunities to get to Target Field come August. Weekend series, first weekend in August against the Blue Jays at home. Second week, they're in L.A. Third week against the Rangers. Fourth week at home against the Giants. So a lot of home series in August. So if you're a Twins fan and you maybe want to get to a game, because the Twins need more support from the fans. I know they sold out finally for one game, a day game. I still am a little confused as to why so many people made it out. I get they were playing the Brewers, but to sell out on a Wednesday afternoon, that's pretty impressive considering they didn't even sell out their home opener, which I get it's cold out, but Yankee series, um, that Prince night was pretty packed against the Yankees. That was on a Thursday, but again, it was against, or Tuesday, I think it was, but it was against the Yankees. But anyway, I was just surprised that it was a sellout in the middle of the afternoon. So if you haven't made it to a game this year, I know money's tight for peeps, but let me tell you a little hint about getting tickets for twins games. Okay. You can go on your little phone and get tickets through StubHub, Ticketmaster, all these different apps, but the fees are ridiculous. So what I do is I just go to the box office and get a ticket there. You tell them what your budget is. They'll say, okay, 30 bucks for these seats. Guess what? There's no tax. There's no fees. It's literally $30 and you'll pay that right there. So just go to the box office or you can even call the box office and you won't, you won't have to pay tax. Um, there's ways to park downtown. You can park on the street or you can park in the ramps. They're pretty easy and accessible, but there are $5 parking spots. It just depends on what game you're going to go to. Um, sometimes the ramps are better just because they're pretty slick to get in and out of. And they're right there. You don't have to walk as far 14 bucks typically, but anyway, with the tickets, I just feel like people like don't want to spend money right now because everything is so ridiculously expensive. Then you go to the game and you have to spend the nacho helmet is $17. It's $17 plus some odd cents. Plus they want you to tip. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. I bought my favorite food at target field. This is very strange, but it's grilled cheese and tomato soup. They have these like kiosks where you can check out on your own. So it's like self-checkout, but the soup, I mean, it was 20. Okay. This sounds horrible. It was $23 for both of them. Yes, I know this sounds awful, but I feel like if I went to like a nice gourmet restaurant that that's probably what it would cost because the soup was that good. And the grilled cheese was not just a single piece of cheese. There's a name, but I don't eat grilled cheese very much. Um, American singles. It does, does that even make sense? Whatever. There wasn't just one little piece of cheese. It was some really good cheese on this grilled cheese sandwich. I would highly recommend. Yeah, I know it was expensive. And who gets soup at a ball game? But apparently I do. And it was delicious. I would go back and get that grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup anytime. So if you're having issues, that, that was a roundabout way of me trying to say there are affordable options to get into Target Field and watch a Twins game. Highly recommend just going to the box office. Um, earlier this season, they had a special where you could get tickets for $9. I mean, I got tickets for nine bucks. I would just go and get a $9 ticket, or you could get lower level out third baseline, a uh, lower level. And they were 30 to $33, which a seat. Yeah. It, but it's not horrible. And then there are some value areas where you can get like a $4 hot dog at target field. The main one that I go to is right behind, uh, the batter's eye right out dead center. So you can check that out. Um, but yeah, 
I think you should go to Target Field and go to a game because there's some good series coming up and the Minnesota Twins could use your support because as we learned through all-star voting, Minnesota Twins fans kind of stink right now. Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, torqued off about not voting for the current MLB batting average leader. Okay, Luis Rice is an all-star, but he's not an all-star starter. Now, I think that's also because he doesn't really have a position. I mean, first base, yeah, he's not going to be your, your first base, you know, starter. Um, first base is usually for power. I mean, we all knew that when Joe Maurer was hitting seven home runs, you know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But Luis Arise should be an American League starter, but I don't even know where he would go. I mean, he played some second base when Polanco was out, but probably not going to start there. But either way, Twins fans could have voted for him. He didn't even make the second round of voting. But yeah, so Twins fans could do a little better that way. Looking forward to the All-Star game. I think Byron Buxton should be in the home run derby, but I doubt he's going to be. Um, it's probably going to mess up his swing and his, you know, batting average will plummet. He'll probably strike out more if he doesn't go into the home run derby. Right. So I think, you know, where I stand, I think he could be in the home run derby. However, when Joe Maurer was in the home run derby, I actually believed that that screwed up his swing that year, but that's just my opinion. Um, he kind of plummeted after that. And yeah, I think Byron Buxton would be great in the home run derby because the man hits dingers and he hits them far. But at this point, I think I'm just rambling along here. I'm glad you joined for this first episode of the Believe in Twins podcast. I promise they will be much better than this one, but I just wanted to introduce myself and get the ball rolling here with this new podcast because we have a lot to talk about. The Twins have a lot of moving parts and hopefully they'll be making some trades um they really need to trade for some pitching i think that's that's something we all can agree with we don't want to end up with hansel robles situation like we had last year um things did not go well last year and we've seen some some reminders of that again this year um, a little deja vu with Emilio Pagan, but hopefully the twins will make some moves here at the all-star break and we will have a lot to talk about. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this podcast again, a little bit about me. I live in Minnesota. I live in Rochester. You'll probably catch me at many twins games. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, I have an Instagram and a TikTok as well. So I'll be posting some things there as well. So I look forward to chatting with you, with you. You can uh, reach out to me. Tell me I suck. Tell me you like listening to me. Tell me you want me to talk about certain things. Tell me you want to come on my show. Talk to me about uh, what you think should happen with the Minnesota Twins. And we can have a good time. So again, this is Believe in Twins. You can find it at Believe.com. There's many other ways that you can find it that I will post on my social media. So I hope you have a great day. And I hope you're rooting for the Twins. And hopefully the Twins can... um, Go out with a bang here as we end the first half of the season and they take on the White Sox at home for a beautiful weekend of baseball at Target Field. I will be there on Sunday. I think I'm sitting in Section K, so if you want to be a real creeper, you can come up and say hello. 
but yeah, looking forward to that. So hope you have a great day and I will be posting podcasts, um, weekly, usually after series, probably doing some recapping of some of the twin series, but we'll have a lot to talk about and I'll pop on periodically and you can follow me on social media because I will let you know when I am going to post. So hope you have a great day and go twins.